we're right here with her. Thanks for listening in today, you guys. Episode 43 we got here. It's just me by myself here to the tackle. We could, we, could, we could call this a one-on-one shot. You know, one-on-one. You know, one-on-one rake. You never know. You know, but that's all right. To the tackle, we're still here. We're still battling. Uh, but it's, a, it's, it's Christmas. This is what we would call Christmas. It's all the tackle. 420. You know, now, as this is just a little, little more laid-back show here today. Um... Yeah, I'm going to draw my, myself on this, what we would call Christmas here at Tour the Tackle. Anyway, uh, it was a cracker of a weekend with the footy and uh, let's get stuck in with that. Alright, so we're going to kick off the show as we do uh, pretty much every week with the, with the most important players in the game. You know, the players that that actually lay the platform to actually allow any of the flam, the flamboyance or any of the the things that we actually enjoy about the game, without the actual front rowers laying the platform, you know we don't get none of that. So we're going to start the game, or the show, sorry, uh, by paying respects to the front rowers that scored over the weekend. So to Vita Pongai Junior, although he played on the second row on the weekend, I don't give a f. I'm going to represent him. As a fellow front row, because he's played front row many a time. He has worn the mate many a time. And he has played in the middle third of the rugby league field many a time. So, congratulations there to Tavita Pongai Jr. Also in the Brisbane Bronco game. He, he he looks like a little bit of a throwback to yesteryear. Ethan Bullimore. I'm not sure if he was on debut, but whatever it was, it was a brilliant try. Nice little play back up on the inside of the ruck, the old lazy. That was actually some little play that I actually liked uh doing in the game now i wasn't i wasn't fast enough to be able to make the most of those opportunities but what i was was i was cutting enough to realize that this was a pretty good little maneuver so i'd always try to get myself in with the with the guys who actually ran the team and that actually listened to what i have to say sometimes not always not even listen to me all the time and I'd, I'd always tell them all these things and hopefully you know, because I told them now they had someone to do it with, I could do it. And that was something that I used to try and be a part of wherever I could. Uh, but obviously that's better used, you know, guys with a bit more speed, you know, because that gap, it's there sometimes, but it closes quite quickly. And it, it's that little space in behind that, that play the ball that that's always seems to be a weak spot or a target point that we all get taught about targeting. And, and when you see it still being able to, you know, find that that's still a weak spot at the top level, it's, it's you know, poetry in motion as a footy fan for me anyway. Uh, but there were there were plenty more front rowers that scored over the weekend as well. Uh, you know, a spectacular try to, to give South Sydney a win over the West Tigers in Golden Point. Nice little setup there. And George Burgess again, without the front rowers, without the front rowers, where would our game be today? You know, it wouldn't be as spectacular as we love it as, as it is now. So we look at people like George George Burgess, no one, no one, and I say no one besides George himself thought that he'd scored that try until he seen a replay. And it took a couple of replays for us to actually, you know, give him that. You know, at first look, it was like, no, no, he's bounced that. But after a couple of plays, you had to give it to him. And uh, just on that quickly, before we get to our last try scorer um, for a front row, was anyway. I believe that the referee should have called 
no try video ref. Not left the let it play on. I don't think he should have let it play on. And the reason why I don't think he should have let it play on is because if one of those South Swingers that was running into or any South player, it doesn't matter who it was, one of those South players come in and tackle Luke Brooks 10 metres out, 15 metres out, 20 metres out from the trial line and he plays the ball, then what does the ref do? The ref said, oh, okay. And he ran off up the other end and he, he goes, marks the 10 and South have to go get back on side. And what's actually happened there is, as we've seen from the video ref, there was a try. So they actually stole the, they would have stolen that try just because they think they're trying to be fancy. No, that's not what you do. If you didn't think he scored it, oh, sorry. Yeah, I suppose he went and played on, but he's, he's resting there. But fuck, now I sound like an idiot, but that's fine. But what I'm trying to say is, what I'm trying to say is, is if Luke Brooks gets tackled, there was a possibility that the try could have been stolen from him. That I don't think people really recognise. Uh, but also, yeah, Bulldogs in the last game against the Cowboys. Renouf Atoni. I'm not sure if he was on debut, uh, but I love that name. You know, it's in his name, really, to be a top quality try scorer. So, you know, congratulations to those four front rows this week. And uh, Mitch Dunn. You know, special mention to Mitch Dunn. He come off the bench for the Cowboys. He played in the middle third for a part of the game anyway. So uh, just to turn out, we're not going to put him in the front rowers list, though, because I haven't seen him play front row well enough yet. But, uh, you know, credit to him. W5, too many. Too many over the weekend. And, uh, you know, I'm going to have to send out a little letter. I think I might have to write a fucking letter to these coaches. Because six, seven, eight weeks of the fucking competition, and doesn't seem to be fucking working. This message about this ridiculous play out of dummy half, trying to be fucking greedy. That's all it is. It's just fucking greed. Pass the fucking football to a better person in a better position than you, you fucking greedy cunt. Now, I'm not going to say this guy's a greedy cunt because... I'm sure he's a lovely person. Uh, but that's what I think when people go from dummy half like that. Uh, but there was one in the Manly game. There was a couple in the Manly game. Toa Fofoa Simply. Now, he's only young in the game, but that's no excuse. You go straight into the dummy file. Especially when you have a man like Tom Trevojevic, a first receiver off a break like that. You give him the damn football. I'm sorry. You do not go into the W file there. So you will be going into the W file because you, you shouldn't be doing the W file there. You should be giving the football to Tommy Burgess. Tommy, sorry, not Tommy Burgess. That was uh, South. Tommy Chiboyevic. Tom Turbo. Uh, they should be giving him the football. <coughs> he was scored there himself. But uh, there was another one in that game. Aaron Clark. Not put with Dex. Aaron Clark for the Gold Coast Titans. Shocking play. And, you know, that, that, that ruined any chance that the Titans actually score on a point that game because, you know, he finds himself in the W5. So he won't be out of that for the rest of the year. We've got uh, yeah, two there. Then, in the next game, on debut, Jake Simpkin. 
you know, he had a cracking game, but I can't, I can't, I'll never forget that this is the guy that Boo find himself in a number four. Don't you listen to the show, Jake? Well, you fucking better start. I think you fucking better start listening, Jake, because I don't want to see you in there again. I'm going to write a letter to match. You know, there's no surprises there, match. There's no fucking surprises. You're going to be getting a letter. And uh, a veteran of the game and a veteran of the W file. You know, he's he's played over 200, 250, 200-odd games for the Brisbane Broncos. He found himself at Newcastle. You know, the Brisbane Broncos last in the competition. They got rid of this guy. They got rid of him twice in a row. They got rid of him last year. They don't fucking want him last year. They fucking want him this year. And there's the, the fucking Dragons. He's found himself in the fucking W file. Again. You know what I mean? You think there's a little bit of a coincidence there that you found yourself roaming around town in the NRL? Maybe. Could be a little bit of coincidence. No, no, no. He's a good player. You know, played over 250 first grade games. So you got to be doing something wrong. But he's also been doing something wrong. So we don't want to see you in there again. You'll be locked in there. But I don't want to see you enter again. Thank you, Andrew. Right, because him and Coco, they're looking like the skippers of the side, I'd say. But, uh, yeah, so no more W5s. I'll be writing a letter. Then we'll be keeping an eye on it over this weekend. All right. Uh, yeah, the bunker this week. Fucking having a laugh, you yeah, ask me. They're taking the piss. They're taking the piss. They're drunk or they're watching something else. They're like, they're, they're, they could be watching Netflix. And they have to fucking have a quick look and they want to fucking, you know, they've got to get back to their fucking Netflix because they don't fucking want to be doing the right decisions when it comes to fucking video ref. Now, first one, Roosters versus the Storm. Sam Walker puts a grubber in, bounces up, and Papenhausen actually gets knocked out. Now, no one's mentioned this, but he was out cold. Okay, so he was out, but not what I'm talking about right now. Brett or Josh, I think it's Josh, jumps up, grabs the ball there. And, oh, no, no, he goes and competes with the ball there. And there's a Melbourne player standing. Now, this Melbourne player is facing the Roosters' trolling. What you would say is forward. He's facing forward. Right now, Josh Morris has gone and grabbed the ball, and the comment, the the video ref's words were: Josh Morris has used the back of the Melbourne Storm player to catch the ball or to hold the ball. Now he's saying that's what he has said he has done. Okay, now that's what it looks like he's done. That's probably why he said that. But if he is to use the back of the player, if he's used to use the back of the player, then the ball has actually travelled towards his own try line. That's just how you explained it. Because he's had to push to the ball. Maybe he might have used someone else's body part, but it's not knocked on. It's knocked back, as you just said. Not like funny because it's the word back as well, but it's he's pushed it into the person's body. He's pulled it back into his body. Like that's what he's done. You've just said that. Okay, we're not allowed to do that. That 
you know, for whatever reason, you're going to say that's a knock-on because you use something else to hold the ball. Okay? All right. I don't disagree, but okay. That's what you've said. And then you come to the South Sydney Tigers game and that bomb goes up late in the game and, or whatever mm-hmm. kick it was and Campbell Graham lands on it. Does everyone really land it on the ball? He landed on the ball and he sort of pops to the side. Then he goes to grab the ball. And as he goes and grabs the ball, he pushes the ball along the ground into his body to grab it. That's what he did. You could see it. And so he's just pushed the ball along the ground. He's used the ground to grip the ball, to gain control of the ball. He didn't grab it, he didn't pick it up off, off the ground, he hold his fingers and pull it up. He pushed it into his body along the ground. The ground, not his, not something else. He's using something else. Now, not only is he saying else, it's gone forward. So when you have said that Josh Marsh has pushed the ball backwards, you're going to say it's a knock-on. But when you say that Kevin Graham picks up the ball and he pushes it along the ground, you're going to say that's not a knock-on? You're fucking guessing. That's what you're doing. You're fairly guessing. What else is there? Yes, there's also the high tackle, Victor Radley. Now, that tackle from Victor Radley, high shot, swing an arm, hopped him right across the chops. You know, borderline coat hanger, but I'm happy for that to be some bit. I think this this head this head action, this head knocks like these these genuine tackles where they whacked him around the head, straight to the bit. AA came with that. Latrell uh, Mitchell in the in the Tigers, there's something there, and it could have been from the previous game uh, that's carried over. Whether the Tigers have carried it over and. and and Latrell's been happy to run with it, or if Latrell's carried it over himself and the Tigers have been happy to run with it. Either way, that's been carried over. And that shot from Latrell with the elbow to the face, how that is not worse than Victor Radley's baffles me. And that, that's why you say you're guessing. You're blatantly guessing this. Um, the kick out, that one's a little bit... You know, 50-50. Well, maybe not 50-50, but closer to 50-50 anyway. There's definitely people who have been, you know, cautioned for it and, or even punished for it maybe for that. But, you know, it's one of those borderlines. Like those two specifically, that was the third sort of visual encounter that they had that was quite – there was more than just the regular, you know, collision or contact you'd have and just a regular footy game. Um and then, yeah, also, I don't like this. Um, if a teammate doesn't like a tackle, regardless of whether it's legal or illegal, if they look on it, they don't like it, it earns yourself an actual penalty. Because what happens is it it, it, it it can look bad enough that it warrants some sort of reaction from a teammate of some sort. Doesn't always need to be a bit of argy bargy, but if you go with the argy bargy, then you get everyone come in, you know, to tell their piece to show that they're down with their mates, 
then they, you know, got each other's backs and shit, like they're fucking, like, chewing each other. Come on. But, um, yeah, they all, all run in. And then the ref is obliged to, like, give it a penalty. And really, he should just tell them all to shut their mouths, play the ball, and if you're going to start a freaking riot like that, I'm going to penalise you for starting a riot and not let me do my job as a referee, you know? Like, that's what the refs are there for. It's a ref adjudicating the game, man. Just adjudicate on the game. There... There was, there was, there was plenty more. There was plenty more. It just, it just amazes me that it, it doesn't matter what you do. You're gonna get some of these things wrong. You're just gonna get them wrong. You're just gonna get them wrong. So if you're just gonna get them wrong, right? If you're gonna let them just get them wrong. Why don't you just make that the responsibility of the players? Just make it the responsibility of the players. You know, we talk about a fast game. Talk about trying to, uh, you know, slow down the stoppages. Well, let the ref call the game. Let the ref call the game as as long as he likes. And if the players have got a problem with it, challenge. It's so good now seeing them blow up when they don't like the call. It's so funny because now you just go and choose. Well, you don't need a blow. You, you're, you're right. <laughs> Let's have a look. Right? Well, have a look. You want to rule? You want to use your one chance? <laughs> well, fuck, you're done. So it's perfect. They should and give them two. There's no, there's no fallback from the ref. You'd have your two. I think they'd have two. I think I, I used to only want to, want to have one. But I think you could have two because you waste fucking two. If you fuck, like, you don't want to be wasting one. Like, you're, you've got that backup. But it ain't for wasting. Two ain't still ain't for wasting in 80 minutes. Two still ain't for wasting, man. I'm telling you. Um, so, no, um, yeah, it, it just, uh, you know, also quickly, just for getting the matches in focus, this uh, 18th man, get rid of this 18th man. They don't need this 18th man. The, we all know, now they've got four, you get four, you get four, and in case of an emergency, and in case of emergency, you can have one more. Yeah? That's the case of these things happening, these things, Three things happening, you can have one more. Or whatever, whatever. It might not even be three things, underscore or three. Um, but now, no. No 18th man. You just have five on the bench. You have five on the bench. You get, we're going to give you a fifth person. Now, it's not going to make them more fresh. Okay, you might have five players out there, but there's still that amount of time to play. They still have, they have to divvy it up. Have to divvy it up, and ideally, they want to give most of the minutes to the better players, so they're not going to just, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I've had this debate about it's sort of like having four front rows on the bench or four forwards on the bench. Like, what do you do? Where are the minutes going to go? You might, you only need three. 
You're only named three. We're the, who's going to make up those minutes if they, if, if you know, wouldn't you just rather give it to a better player who's fresher? So give them five on the bench. Do it however you like. Do it however you like. What 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 that does? What that does is it takes the power away from the coaches. It takes the power away from the coaches about trying to manipulate the situation, trying to influence the game, trying to try to tweak on the rule, just take it away. Right? You no longer can exploit the rule because we're gonna give you the winner. We've got to give you the reserve. Have it. Now do it. But you're not getting anything else. We're not gonna you're not gonna say it's bad for the player, you know, the player welfare. The coach is responsible for the player welfare now. No one else. The coach is responsible for the players. Does he want to look after his players? It's up to him. You don't need to fucking babysit you. It's just like that under Andrew. If you want to fucking carry a fucking 17 year old in your team because you're scared you're going to fucking lose him, that's your fault. If he's good enough, good on you. Good on him. And hopefully he has a successful career. But if it doesn't fucking work, that's your fault. That's his parents' fault, and that's his fault, or their fault, or whoever it is. You know, they shouldn't always have to be fucking babysat all the time. Yes, we're aware. Okay, player safety, player welfare. What happens if this, blah, blah, blah? Okay, well, we'll give, we'll give you five. Now, play the five however the hell you like. If you're dumb enough to, to just waste that fifth player, that's your play, player. All right, <clears throat> anyway, matches in focus now. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, roosters. Roosters and the Dragons. Always, every year. Anzac Day. Anzac Day. Um, so, Sam Walker is really all I think about when I think of the Roosters at the moment. It's quite a big back foot, really, for me. The type of person, ultimate pessimist, doesn't like giving anyone too much, uh, too much expectation or pressure. I don't like this. I definitely do do it, but I try not to. But I can't help myself here as well either. I get excited. I've been getting excited because just the way that he plays, he plays like he's been playing for ages at that level. So he has been playing for ages, I suppose. But at that level, it looks like he's been playing for ages. But he also, I notice when young players sort of try and start, they don't... They don't really like trying to win the game. They always just try and do their job, which is fine. Because that's what you need to do. <laughs> that's what you need to do. You need to do a job. But some sometimes you get the players that, especially the experienced players, that go and try and win the game. Because they've got the skill set and they've got the experience and they sort of understand the vibe of how the football game's played out. And sometimes younger players, they're sort of just overwhelmed by what's happened in the match that they sort of, the game sort of passed them by before they've been able to make an imprint on the game. Whereas he, very much how I always hear, they, they hear them talk about Wally Lewis in a way. He sort of builds this game. And I always heard that Wally Lewis was a good footy player but shot at origin level, shot at origin level, 
because you know he went he actually found the ability to go to another level but another thing that maybe new south wales sort of reports would be on it would be he found himself being able to play big in the the back end of the game as opposed to over the entire 80 minutes now whatever gets the job done if you ask me like i think i heard tonight in our 360 Wayne Bennett talks about you get judged on that 80 minutes. How you prepare to execute on that 80 minutes is up to you, as long as you can make sure you get that 80 minutes uh, as more than a pass mark. If you can't pass in that 80 minutes, then what you're doing beforehand ain't getting the job done, is it? So that's what it really comes down to. Uh, but yeah, so, so, so with this, with um, Sorry, Sam Walker, he just builds his game. And it makes me think like he he goes about in a certain in a way that I feel like Trent Robinson talks about the Roosters should play. About sort of earning your way into the game, earning earning your rhythm in the game, earning your sort of dominance in the game. Uh, so I think I've heard Robert talk about sometimes the Roosters will go into you know, lay the platform and build the momentum through the first half, get to the end of the first half well on top, go to half time, and feel like that the game remained where it was, but not realising that you actually need to build it again. And sometimes they can, we can find ourselves get caught out a little bit, you know, lose the momentum or lose the swing of it. And I feel that's how Sam Walker plays. He plays how Robbo likes it, is where it builds the foundations and he's built his rhythm into a point where it gets to the end of the game. And it's like it's like cricket, one-day cricket, really. Or T20, maybe one-day cricket more so than T20, where you, you sort of want to make sure you go on that, you know, well, as a just an individual, maybe not as a team, but as an individual, three to four and over. And by the end of the innings, if you're there in the last 10, definitely five overs, you want to be, you know, going at eight, nine, and you've built that though. You haven't got, like, you're, not all of the not all the players go at ten and over from the get-go, you know. A lot, especially when we were growing up, playing, watching cricket, they were all batting, you know, building their innings. Michael Bevan used to come out. There used to be scores where they were chasing down, you know, 200, 210, 180 sometimes. And they ended up having a middle order collapse, but what I'm saying is, he builds, he builds his game and he gets to the back end of the game the last 20 minutes. And he's, he's, he's earned, it's almost like he's earned his right in that period of time to be able to chance his hand, really. And that's what I find impressive with watching Sam Walker play in those, what, three games? Um, granted, he's got a great team around him. He's got some, you know, excellent forwards, Angus Crichton, Siwa, Takiaho. You know, he's... He doesn't have a, an out-and-out nine yet. You know, he wasn't able to play on Jake Friend at first grade level. So, you know, that, that could even, you know, improve his game again. Uh, but obviously, James Tedesco at the back, the biggest, biggest, biggest asset to him at the moment that that just makes, takes all that pressure off, which is, um, you know, talking about taking pressure off, Je- Tommy Turbo. Best player in the game, James Tedesco, phenomenal. Second best player in the game. The best player in the game. I can't say without a shadow of a doubt because there's plenty of shadow and there's plenty of doubt. Uh, but I just think that Tom 
Trebojevic is the best player in the game. I've said this for years. And, you know, James Tedesco comes and tells me to shut my mouth, as I fucking should. And then Turbo goes, hey, Wicks, Wicks, it's all good, baby, baby. Because that's how fucking good he is. Now, the way that he played was like he owed not only the fans and the players, but, uh, but you know, yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, essentially he disowed everyone that is related to Manly. Five games. And he owes them five fucking wins. Wins to his name. Nothing else. Because oh, it's got to be the funniest thing in the whole entire world for a, a professional athlete to be so pissed in today's game. Today, 2021, you know. To be that pissed that he took the bait and he had a race, a running race. A running race. Like, the last time I've seen adults have a running race was Vince and Kelso at Latham Park and Vince had his running boots on. Sorry, his football boots on. That, you know what I mean? Not in the fucking... Like, that's how pissed you are. You're in your outfit, pissed. Like, you're pissed. You know, but if you talk about all that fucking medical science, it's all about, like, no alcohol. <laughs> no alcohol. And ice, or, like, like, warm, hot, warm. I suppose alcohol would make you your body warmer. But no, yeah, just no alcohol. It's always just no alcohol. And he's gone. He has, like, it's his job. Like, <laughs> it's not even just his job. It's not even just his job. How much money does he get paid? Like, any other position in the world that gets paid that amount of money, like, over 100 grand. Anyone who gets paid over $150,000. And they don't turn up because of the engine. Their boss is like, oh, fuck. Fuck. And, you know? And then imagine, imagine a guy who's getting paid, what, a million bucks? He's getting paid a million dollars. And he goes fishing with his mates. Just say, like, you're, that's sweet. You're allowed to do that. That's normal. Your coach will be like, yeah, right, go, go, go enjoy yourself. And you fucking like, like Scott Bolton, you get your fucking hand, a hook goes through your hand, yeah. You get paid a million bucks to work and you can't fucking do it. That's, and he was pissed. Like, he ran, he had a running race. I just think it's so funny. And it's just, I would love to have understood his mindset. And then like, he would have been sober so quick. He would have been as sober as day once that popped, once he pulled that. And he would have gone, I've got to go home. He would have gone home. Jake. Imagine Jake. You fucking idiot. Imagine, could you imagine Jake Jaboyevich? We, we haven't even spoken what Jake would have said to him. What would he have said? Jake Jaboyevich would have fucking bashed him. Fuck, he's getting paid a million bucks to fuck keep his brother fuck alive, eh? You know. Um, <clears throat> but 
But yeah, he's the best player in the game. Sixteen runs, 199 meters, uh, four tackle breaks, two line breaks, two line break assists, two try assists, and a try. But it's not that I, I feel like I got in too late. Buzz Rustfield stole the words out of my mouth. Buzzy fucking Rustfield. What about him? I'm gonna suck these days. But anyway, shut your mouth. But he's bang on. You know, it's the zero. It's the zero. That's what it is. You know, the 36 points is is what we is what we you know watch and see. But it's that zero that gets them championships. And okay, it's the Titans. So it's it's not the top fourteen. Is what I'm getting at. Not 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 saying that the Titans are the top eight. Side. I think they are. They are top eight at the moment. But I think they'll finish there. But it's not a top four side. So it's not the top tier in terms of the offense. But it's still a quality side that's probably going to feature in finals. And they kept it a zero from the previous weeks, conceding over 30. And Desi has the side conceding over 30. So it started getting me thinking, like, how big a dif- how big a difference it is between him and Dylan Walker. Dylan Walker, I don't even know if Dylan Walker played fullback through the grades. He's been put into play fullback for Manly. And he just doesn't have his maybe half gets half the rating Tom Trebojevic gets and maybe half of that, like, the categories. Maybe. So, at, as a fullback. As a fullback. So, yeah, Dylan Walker tried his... I think he, you know, gave it his all, but he's not a fullback. And you can't be expecting him to be able to turn a Tom Trebojevic type of uh, expenditure or output as as he does for Dylan Walker ever, really, in the game, let alone for a fullback. So, yeah, he just, he just also, not only does that zero come from him, you know, making the defence better and they defend better and all that shit, but that zero is contributed to the fact that Manly have the ball and play more and they have the ball where they want it more. So, usually, usually, it's, it's, it's all right if the other team have the ball. If it's in, the opposition's in their own half. Have it. Just, we don't want you to ever have the ball in our half. You know what I mean? So, what he does is he makes their attack better. When your attack's better, means they have to attack the ball from their own area more often. It's just, it's just mass. Like, if you have the ball more, you're completing, means you're not giving them the ball in your own half. Because you've completed it. Because you've kicked it. You've kicked the ball. If you complete the set, you kick the ball, they get they start the ball inside their half. That's what a complete means. So, yeah, not only, yeah, not only does he make them defend better, but you don't, it's easier to defend because you're better, you attack better. Anyway, that's it. Uh, there was the Storm and Warriors game, which could be interesting, only because they're both top eight sides. South and I think the Titans play this week as well. Panthers and the Knights, they play a few games, but you know, it could be could be interesting to watch. Like I'm gonna watch as many games as I can because I'm a rugby league junkie. I'm a nerd, I'm a nerd. Uh, but yeah, the big game, obviously, always, every Anzac Day. And that's the thing about Anzac Day. The Dragons, they, as a club and as a culture at the Dragons, they've always, you know, always been up. Even when the Roosters were good, like, were the best in the comp, 
in the Roosters may have won. The Dragons still fucking gave it to us. Sometimes they even won. Sometimes they took us to the death. You know, sometimes they, yeah, they did. They beat us. But so this game is always on. They, they just look a lot more confident than they did last year. You know, I didn't think they were that bad. They might have had like little areas and patches. And to know that your best player, Tyson Rizal, is leaving. And like the spin, the media will make it will make it sound worse. But there's no nice like there's got to be a little bit of truth to feel like he feels to hear, even if it was he feels he has a better chance somewhere else. That would hurt you. And it like it would have it would have been probably his part of his explanation. And so to know that your best player feels like that, it's hard. It'd be hard. So this year, I think they're, they're fresh from that. I still think this Jack the Balance stuff needs to hurry up and get on with it because how the, how's the club supposed to move on without an outcome? Like, this guy's been unable to play, not because he's guilty or not guilty, because the answer hasn't been come. We haven't got the answer. Like, if he was not able to play because we got the answer, then we got the answer. There's no answer. So it's just unfair. It's unfair for that whole team, really. Uh, but that's all of the story for a whole other day. Um... Yeah, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. It was, uh, Rob Whitaker got a win over the weekend, which is always good. You know, uh, Aussie, Aussie Maori, one of the cousins. Uh, you always got to support the cousins, but... Uh, anyway, if you you know follow us on Instagram, fucking whatever, really, that's what it is. Facebook, on Facebook too. But um, if you've got any questions, you know, any ideas about footy, anything you uh, think is uh, needs to be talked about. If you see some dummy files and two of the tackles and shit like that, fucking let us know because I'm sick of these fucking dummy files. People getting in there. And always show us some, show, show us some of your front row for next. Anyway, peace out. Up the jump. Love you.